Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you're listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who is 11 and has autism. This is about our journey. It's a lot about my emotions, some about his, and everything else in between. I realized today that I haven't been as focused on food with Owen because he is making a lot of the decisions for himself. And that is the goal that I've always wanted. I want the independence in him to be able to say, I want this for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. It isn't something that's just happening overnight. And it's not something that isn't going to slip, slide, and change as he gets older and other foods are introduced and things change and we cycle through moments. So it's not something that's ever out of my mind, but I have to continue to remember that he's eating, he's learning, and he's growing. Food was something that I thought, okay, we got this. You know, I, I didn't even realize how important food choices and food introduction, food references and food and food and food and food and food. And then we can quote numbers and we can go through research and we can look at everything, food and autism, how our kids look at food and what they think about it. There's so much to it. And I'm very thankful that early on, one of Owen's therapists explained to me how important it was to teach my child about food and also do some a little bit of investigation with his foods and trying new things and hiding some of the foods and changing some of the foods. Um, it was just a lot of good information. And what she talked about was making sure that I didn't always give Owen the exact same chicken nugget, he loved chicken nuggets, he loves chicken nuggets, that I didn't give him the exact same chicken nugget from the exact same brand or exact same place with the exact same temperature in the exact same bag cooked at the exact same time and every exact way. She explained that that is, you know, we, we all have comfort foods, but we want to make sure that 
if there's changes with food, if there's different things that happen with food, that it will make it easier on our child if they're not always expecting a chicken nugget to be extra crispy, you know, sliced, diced, cut, dipped, something, same brand and cooked to perfection, their perfection, a perfection, somebody's perfection. It is better to continue to change those chicken nuggets or pizza or milk or green beans, whatever it is, so that it's not always a triangle, that it's not always the perfect size cookie, the perfect size grape. You know, if they like a cookie, break it in half, twist it, cut it, share it, bite it, something that's changing the look, changing the aspect of that cookie, that chicken nugget, that can of green beans. I never realized how important it was to continue to put a lot of effort into making sure that I did not repeat the same chicken nuggets, the same everything, all of the time with him. You know, lots of kids, most kids, some kids, Occasionally, everybody (laughs) likes chicken nuggets. So that was, you know, one of the foods that I tried with Owen. I wanted, you know, you, you go through all of the things. And at this point, Owen, I, I went through, um, many years with Owen being dairy and gluten free. And I feel it made a huge difference in his speaking and his behaviors and all types of things. But that, that's even, that's even different. Um, even though it's related to food, it's even different than trying to get your child to eat food, any different type of food. Some things, it's just hard. You have children that only want to eat certain color foods. They only want to eat certain temperature foods, only certain flavors of food, whether it's, you know, sweet or sour or this or that. There's so many parts to food. The number of times that a child, that a person has to try a food to change their mind or change to whether they like it or want to try it again or like, you know, all of the things, dot, 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 is astronomical. There's huge numbers involved with this. And that's why I say, that's not the important part. The The research is great. The research helps us. But me trying to explain numbers or me looking at a number and saying, well, that's not why my child doesn't like chicken nuggets. That's not my, that doesn't help me in that moment. Believe me, I love the research. I think it's great. It's helping so much to be able to, you know, work through other parts of the the equations, the problems, the fixes. But when I'm looking at it, what I'm taking from all of those numbers is this is a daily thing that my child is experiencing and I have to continue to work at it. I never realized how important it was to continue to change the way my son looked at a particular food until I gave him 
a new chicken nugget. I had taken her advice completely and totally to heart because it made so much sense when she explained that I didn't, you know, I wanted to make sure that he didn't see all of the brand information, all of, you know, the, the, the colors of the bags and the, the, the boxes and jars, cans, all of that. I, I knew that was important because of his color distinctions and because of the way he reacted to certain things. So I took all of the things that she said to heart, but I didn't really put it in my mind that it, I, I knew it was making a difference, but I didn't know how much of a difference it was until I saw my son visually see him ready to throw chicken nuggets. I had been cycling through different types of chicken nuggets, different brands, different companies, the the whole thing, different grocery stores, everything. And so I had found another new chicken nugget and I had cooked them. I put them on a plate and I put some vegetables with it that he liked. And I turned around to get my plate to put my plate down. And as I turned around, in my mind said, turn back around. And I turned around and he had that plate over his head, ready to toss it. And I said, put that down. Those are chicken nuggets. And he was young. He was only, you know, not quite three, maybe three. I, I forget. He was very young. I think he was still in the right at the three range. And I'll, he was going to toss it. That thing was over his head, ready to go. And I was like, those are chicken nuggets. You have to try a bite. He could smell them. He could tell they were different. He could tell they were not any of the five brands he had had at that point. He knew it was not what he wanted. So I said, buddy, you got to take a bite, you know, one bite. And as soon as he did, he was fine. They were chicken nuggets and he, you know, ate the rest of them. It was not a problem. But when I saw him raising the plate of food that he had been eating, other things that I knew he was comfortable with, and then the chicken nuggets that were different, I realized how important it was to change everything consistently, continuously, every so often, so that he was more exposed to varieties of even the same food. This went for milk brands. This went for juice. This went for all of the foods. Anything that I could think of or find that was a green bean frozen, a green bean in a can, a fresh green bean, I tried those varieties. Not all at the same time, you know, you, you can't afford all of the things every single day. But every time I'd go to the grocery store, I would then try, you know, a different variety of a food that I knew he liked. Then what I started doing is introducing new foods because 
he can't just have chicken nuggets. He can't just have hot dogs or, or, you know, chicken, beef, whatever it is. You have to continuously add in foods. Now, I was a very picky child. My mom was always surprised when I didn't want potatoes of any kind until I was introduced to instant mashed potatoes, and I absolutely love them. But I didn't want french fries. I didn't want baked potato. I didn't want any kind of potato ever. And this was, you know, most kids, a lot of kids like french fries, not me. So I get it because I didn't like fruit. I didn't want a fruit. I didn't want to see a fruit. And I grew up in Florida where we had all kinds of, you know, fruit trees in our yard. And if we didn't have a fruit, then one of the neighbors probably had the fruit. And we had grapefruit and mangoes and oranges and bananas. And we had key lime and lemons all, all right in my, my yard and my neighbor's yard. So, I mean, we had tons and tons of fruit and I didn't want any of them. I didn't want any of them. Now I eat most fruits. There's still some that I'll eat, but they're not my favorites. But that's the thing is your, your tastes are going to change. But a child with autism, they, you know, people, there's always the quotes of people saying that they're, you know, they will eat when they are hungry. This is not true. It's not about the hunger. It's about everything else. And so, <coughs> excuse me, I don't always have the answers, but I had this great advice that said, keep at it keep at it, keep changing, keep knowing that you can adapt. They can adapt. And it's hard. I I will tell you, it is hard. But now Owen eats so many foods. He still has a hard time with some fruits. He still has a hard time with some vegetables. He eats most meats. And he eats lots of carbs. He loves the carbs. He eats very few sweets. Um, his favorite sweet is chocolate. And most of the time he does chocolate almond milk. Uh, but that's the main sweet that he has. He doesn't like candy. He doesn't like cookies or, you know, cakes. The complete opposite of his mama. But he loves, you know, the the veggie straws and he loves the crunchy foods and he eats his vegetables, some of them, and he eats tons and tons of meats. He loves eggs. He loves just so many different things. He eats avocado. He eats guacamole. But that wasn't an overnight moment. He has gone through lots of different emotional connections to food as well. Bananas. He absolutely loved and loves bananas. But the difference is when he was younger, when he was a toddler, he would eat them. I would hand him a banana and he would just eat and eat and eat and loved it. And he'd go yum, yum, yum. He literally would say yum after every bite. 
And it went from that to bananas, and specifically a banana, giving him the biggest meltdowns that he's ever had. Crying, screaming, trying to pull them off the counter, out of the box, out of the bag, wherever they were. Crying if he saw somebody eating one, crying and crying, meltdowns, just break my heart. My baby is in that meltdown mode. So we went from standing there eating a banana to if he even smelled a banana, if he even saw a banana, if he even saw a banana in a fake stuffed gorilla's hand, he would start having a meltdown. <coughs> now, this this isn't something that you can ignore because bananas are everywhere. This is something that you have to work through because you cannot avoid bananas. It's kind of like his blue pant thing. He loves everybody. He wants everybody in the world to be in blue pants. We're still working through it. It's been two years. We're still working through it. But bananas took us, I don't know, seven years, give or take, and we're still working through it. He would literally cry every time he saw a banana. And it truly went from he was eating them to where he could not even breathe around them. So his school, his teachers, his aides, his, you know, his grandma, me, his church family, everybody was working through this banana world with him. We would have them everywhere. We would have them so that he could see them. And I kept giving them to him in his foods. I would squish bananas like in his waffles and he would still eat them. As long as he didn't see it, he would eat them. He then went through a phase where he could smell that banana and if it was in his waffle, again, not even seeing the whole banana, he was in a meltdown. So it took a long time for us to get past the banana. We finally get past the banana, and now I keep bananas randomly on the counter. But now, now, <laughs> dot, 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 he has meltdowns over bananas that are not on the counter. How do you prepare for a meltdown of something that is not even there? You breathe. He wants bananas on the counter so that he can say, throw them in the trash, throw them away, and throw the bananas away. If they're not there, he still wants them in the trash. This is how important food is to continuously be involved in. And so when I started, I said, I'm I'm kind of in that lackadaisical. Every time I say that word or anything that's like that, I I have my little southern twang. I don't ever think I say it right. Anyways, that it's it's in those moments that like right now I'm not as let's just say obsessed about his food because 
he is requesting foods. He is requesting different foods, and he's requesting them all different times. This morning, I said, would you like sausage dog? They're like um, breakfast sausage with a pancake kind of wrapped around them. I said, do you want pancakes? Do you want eggs? Do you want waffles? Do you want to go get something? And he went into wanting shrimp. He wants shrimp, please. I want shrimp, please, and went through this whole thing. It was this long little speech about what he wanted was shrimp. I hadn't offered shrimp, and, you know, time frame, that doesn't really matter. I immediately started cooking him shrimp. It wasn't that it was breakfast, and I had offered him breakfast foods. It was he wanted shrimp. He ate every last bit of his shrimp and cereal. I'd offered him grits with it. I offered him eggs. I offered him some other things. And he ate his cereal. He always likes dry cereal. He ate his cereal. And he ate all of the shrimp I gave him. He wanted more shrimp. That is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. And I gave him more. He is becoming an independent eater. And that is amazing. It's a blessing. It's perfect. He's requesting foods. And that's the goal. The goal is to get them to request the foods that they want. I continuously we'll try to get Owen to eat different foods. We had some chicken salad. He didn't like it, but I had him take a bite of it. Anything that he can eat, is, which is 99% of the foods out there, I always tell him he has to try one bite. He can spit it out. He can tell me he doesn't like it. He, he can tell me he loves it. He can tell me He never wants to try it again, but we have to continue to grow with that. So if he's tried a bite of chicken, (coughs) excuse me, chicken salad, we're going to try a different variety of chicken salad. So he's tried this more country one that has more mayonnaise or fruit in it or something different. And so he's going to try the next time a spicier one or a more, you know, gritty one or one that's with like a barbecue sauce or something different that's still a quote-unquote chicken salad. This way, again, it's one more variety of food, but I'm going to introduce it again. Now, there are foods that even though he says, no, he doesn't like, I'm still going to try them again, maybe slice differently, maybe hot, hotter, colder, different, with something, without something, in other shapes, in other things, in other ways. That's what the key is. It's not always pleasing to have a square food. It's not always pleasing to have a round food to a child 
that wants squares and vice versa. So that's the key is finding a shape, finding a color, finding something that you can put on their plate and pair it with something else and continue to grow. A child that loves pasta, plain buttered pasta, may not like sauce. But if you take literally a dot of pasta sauce and put it on the pasta, the whole bowl of pasta, and turn it around in the whole thing, that is going to have ever so slightly a tinge of the, the flavoring of the pasta sauce. It may not work. They may not like it at all. That bowl may go on the floor, may go in the trash, may go something. But that smell is there, that look is there, and that is introducing everything to the child as one step forward. They may only be able to see it in your plate that time. It's a visual thing. It's a smell. It's a taste. It's a dot, dot, dot. So many factors go into our food, what we all like, what we all want. And, you know, everybody is different. Everybody can tolerate foods. Our taste buds are different, so we can taste things differently. And so that is something that we have to kind of look at and say, well, our child is gravitating towards this type of food. So let's branch out with that food, but also keep in mind that if they like cheese, there's might slight chance, maybe a great chance that they're going to like some kind of cracker. And so continue to add foods together that might introduce a new favorite food. I can tell you there's a lot about food, a lot about food, but just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And remember, they can see the brands. They can see those cartons. They can see where, what, when, how. So keep going through the different drive throughs Keep going to the different stores trying to find things. I know it's a lot. I get it. I get it. But... We want those independent eaters. We want those, those, those questions, those, you know, requests. That's what we want. And so keep going. You are amazing and you can do it. Your child can too. Believe me. They, ah, uh, my son's a miracle. My son is a miracle. And I can tell you, let them eat shrimp. Let them eat shrimp when they want to eat shrimp. It's, it, it's freeing knowing that breakfast time doesn't matter. He had waffles the night before for dinner and shrimp for breakfast. That works. That works. Let them eat shrimp. So I thank you for being part of our journey. I thank you for listening and supporting us It's been an amazing time, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are with us. You can follow us on our journey at sweetbabyo.com 
sweetbabyo.com. You can also look us up on Facebook, Sweet Baby O. And I share our artwork on uh, Sweet Baby O Designs. You can also check us out on Amazon. I have a book, 365 Days of Autism, and that goes every day through uh, 2017. That book dates back to 2017, even though it was just recently released uh, and shares our journey every day. So thank you again for being a part of our journey. At the beginning of the show, you heard the song Down This Road by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise. And at the end here, you will hear the rest. So thanks again and have a great rest of your day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load. give up on you don't give up on me take my hand down this road take my hand down this road understand I understand You don't understand the way I am When you cry and I don't know why I'll make you smile when you cry Where this road will lead, nobody knows Come with me and let's see just how far it goes Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan this road I'm on But here I stand And life ain't always What we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on Take my hand down this road. Take my hand down this road. Take my hand.